This week's Press Lunch Audio begins with Steven Montez, followed by defensive standout Evan Worthington, and then head coach Mike McIntyre. Steven, it seemed like you were starting to kind of gain, gain comfort in the pocket and kind of knowing when to move and when not to move. Do you feel like you're starting to kind of make that next step as a quarterback? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just it's been kind of progressing each week. It's just being comfortable in the pocket and staying in the pocket and not bailing out early. And uh, we're still working on that, and Lingren's helping me out a lot with that. Can you just talk about that dynamic between <coughs> Coach Lingren and just what he brings to the table for you? Um, I mean, he's... He's a huge help for me, for sure. He, I mean, he's improved my game ever since I got here. Um, so he's de- he's definitely just he got that that kid, that skinny kid from El Paso, Texas, and kind of turned him into a quarterback. So that's kind of how I describe it. Stephen, how would you describe the mood of the team this week? You guys are sitting here 0 and 2. You have a big game this weekend. What's the mood of the team like? Yeah, I think we're I think we're really motivated right now. Yeah. I think we're really motivated. I'm 0 and 2 in the pack. I mean, obviously, you never want to start 0 and 2, uh, but we have Arizona coming to uh, to Folsom, so that should be a good game. And uh, we just got to go out there and play our hardest. Hopefully, uh, we'll ball bounce in our favor this time. You mentioned the ball bouncing in your favor. It just seems from an outsider's view that you guys are almost a little snake bit. I know some of the wounds have been self-inflicted, but it just seems yeah. like a penalty here or a, a miscue here seems to be holding you guys back. Is that how you see it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's kind of how everybody on our team sees it. We've just been kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, there's nobody... There's nobody that in the and there's really no team that we played that's beat us so far. I think we've kind of just beat ourselves, and I think that's kind of how everybody sees it. How frustrating is that? It's extremely frustrating. I mean, you just got to go into practice every day and just kind of have that in the back of your mind, use that as fuel, and just motivate you to get the to get the little details down. Steven, you talk about your development in the running game. It seems over the last few weeks, the read option, you're really starting to take some steps there. You're starting to feel more comfortable running the ball. Yeah. Um, I think out of high school, I was pretty, I was always pretty comfortable with just running the ball because I was, I was really running around the backfield a lot, and and we did a lot of read option and power read stuff at my high school. So I think coming out of high school, I was pretty comfortable with that. But I mean, even more so now because I've just gotten that many more reps out of it since I've been in high school. So it's starting to look really good. Stephen, you talked about shooting yourselves in the foot and making those mistakes. What does it take to get past that? Um, just attention to detail. Attention to detail is the biggest thing. Just making sure that we have all those fine fine details tuned in the offense, just uh, just to make sure that plays run smooth, and then when when big plays happen, that we're not we're not like holding downfield or we're not having any other drop balls, miss throws, just all the things that can really like like halt drives. We gotta we gotta stay away from those from now on. Does it feel like that's just around the corner? Yeah, I feel like we're extremely close. I feel like we're extremely close. I feel like we're, we've been extremely close since probably the second game of the season. We just got to just keep paying attention to detail and just keep practicing hard. Steven, it's family weekend to see you this weekend. Yeah. Kind of unique. you got a couple of receivers whose dads are coaches on this team. Mm-hmm. How do you see Jay and Curtis kind of interact with their dads and maybe balance kind of that relationship, you know, between, you know, your dad's the coach, but he's also your coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at practice you can't really you can't really tell because I mean, Coach Chev treats 
Curtis just like he's any one of the players, and then obviously same with Coach Mack. Coach Mack treats Jay just like he's he's just a, another Colorado football player. So, I mean, and I think you also got to respect that because I mean they can't they can't treat him any different than they treat any one of us because we're all we're all one team, we're all one unit. So I think, and I know I obviously know that Coach Chev loves Curtis, Coach Coach Mack loves Jay, and I mean it's family weekend. It's a great time, great time of the year. My family will be in town as well, so. So I feel like a lot of people are going to be happy, and a lot of people are going to, going to just be enjoying the time with family, especially especially because of the events that uh, that have been happening in the United States lately. Was there more pressure on the, the team knowing that their families are here? Because quite often, maybe your family's not there. So yeah. You want to do that little extra, maybe, to show your family how much you've grown. I don't know if it's any more pressure, because I feel like pressure is kind of a negative thing. I, I think people are just going to be really excited for their families to see them play and. And just to get to get to spend time with them, because sometimes you coming out here, especially if you're a freshman or if you're new to the team or whatever, you kind of you miss your family when you get out here. So it's always good to see them when they come down for family weekend. What have you seen on film from Arizona so far? Uh, they're a good defense. They're a good defense. They've got some players. Uh, they can play well. Um, we're just gonna do what we do on offense, and and hopefully we get some things going. So on the outside, to start this season, a lot of people were probably looking at Colorado football trying to determine if last year was going to be the norm going forward or if they were just like a one-hit wonder. Do you feel this week is an important week to never stop rising, I guess? Yeah, I think this is, I think this is a very important game. I think this is a very important game for us. I mean, I don't, obviously no one wants to start off in the pack 0-2, and you definitely can't start off 0-3 in the pack. So I think everybody's very excited for this game, and... And we're kind of just waiting on waiting on Saturday. How are you feeling health wise? You're taking a lot of big hits at UCLA. What was kind of your recovery process like up to today? Um, I'm feeling good. Just getting a ton of rest, taking a couple Epsom salt baths, getting my body right. You know, um, I feel good though. I feel. I mean, we're playing football here. It's not, you know, not like like golf where you're just standing out there swinging some clubs. No offense to like. Tiger and Rory and all them, they're freaks too. But, um, I mean, yeah, I'm a little sore. I mean, it's a contact sport. You're going to be a little sore after games, so not any more sore than I've been in the past. Any more questions for Steven? All right, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Shout out later. Football, not golf. Doesn't get Uh, you know, we're not happy right now. We have a lot of improvement. So, you know, we're just going to have to work on that during practice and get everything uh, all cleared up. How do you describe, I guess, the mood of the team this week, knowing that you sit 0-2, you have a home game? Obviously, the importance of this game can't be overstated. What's the mood of the team? Uh, the mood of this team is we can't lose no more. You know, we just got to keep pushing. This is this is a big week for us, so we're just really fighting hard during practice. It's getting physical out there. It's a couple fights today, but, you know, it's all part of it. Thank you. 
forever. So you probably heard the. Oh, go ahead. At the beginning of the day, Stephen was saying that if, if, if that result the other day doesn't motivate this team, then nothing will. Are you seeing a more motivated team this week, just knowing that there is sort of a sense of urgency here that you, that you have to have? Yeah, we're definitely more motivated. You could tell at practice that everybody's just focused in, locked in, ready to do anything we're supposed to do. So, yeah, we're definitely motivated this week. We need to get this dub. That's all we're thinking about right now. Do you get the sense that this team is, and I know a lot of the mistakes have been self-inflicted, but it almost seems like the team's just been a little snake bit too. You have touchdowns <laughs> taken off the board for penalties. Maybe you have a wide-open receiver that Steven just misses. And not to point the finger at anyone, but it seems collectively this team just has missed a couple of those opportunities. Yeah, you know, it's just those little opportunities is uh, what determines the game sometimes. And we just got to always be 100% on everything. So once we get that all fixed, we're just going to be cruising through there. What are you seeing from Arizona's offense on film? What is it make, that makes their running attack so potent? Uh, they got a good quarterback, fast running back. So, you know, we just got to get them uh, get them down and contain them. So that's about it. Derek told me that the challenge of facing a quarterback that can hurt you with both his arm and his feet is greater than even the challenge of facing a guy like Josh Rosen who only can hurt you with his arm. Do you agree and talk about the dynamic of facing a dual threat quarterback? Uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, we just got to we, – we're working on it in practice. Uh, we got plays for him. So he's just going to have to do what he needs to do to beat us. So we, we got him covered. The message from the coaching staff this week, just keep with it, stay with it, things will click. Yeah, definitely. We just got to keep on top of everything. You know, those little mistakes is just what's been hurting us. So just got to eliminate those mistakes and we'll be fine. You know, I really love being back. It's definitely my favorite sport, of course, obviously. But uh, uh, I just love being out there with my teammates, you know. It's just amazing. You can't, uh, it's hard to explain. It's just something you have to experience yourself. So it's just been a real great experience for me being back out there with my fellas. You said earlier that the mood of this team is we can't lose anymore. So how do you balance, I guess, that sense of urgency with still having fun, still being loose, because I imagine that helps you play your best football, but you also have that sense of urgency that maybe could make you tight at times. Yeah, you know, just having fun out there is it's part of winning. So when we're playing hard, making plays out there, it's real fun. So that's how you have fun, just doing what you're supposed to be doing. The, uh, um, I know everybody's been talking about the Las Vegas thing, which we should be. There's no doubt about it. Absolute tragedy. But I did not realize it would hit this close to home. Uh, Darren Cheverini's, um lost his brother-in-law and his wife's best, one of her, his, her very best friends got killed in Las Vegas. So um, it's been rough on, of course, on them, us helping him. Um, and, uh, you know, when a 
28-year-old loses his life and a 35-year-old with a, um, kids. Um, all the situations, no matter what they have, is tragic. But when you see, um, you know, you come into work and all that's going on, and you think, ah, that just that's in Las Vegas, and two of the 59 people are close, a brother-in-law and an extremely long-time, lifetime friend um, is extremely tough. Um, so you can imagine uh, Darren's family and uh, everything what they're going through right now um, through this situation. So my prayers and my thoughts and, um, you know, when we all think about that, I think we all get angry. <laughs> uh, we don't understand why, um, but... Uh, um, is extremely, extremely sad, sad situation all the way around. Um, so uh, please remember uh, Darren and um, their family and all the things they're going through. So um, on to uh, the Arizona game. Um, Arizona's playing really well. Um, you know, they could easily be 4-0, very easily. Um, and uh, they're, But they're 2-2, two and two, um, and they've gotten, um, you know, beat by two good football teams that are, are – um, have played well for the last few years. Um, so it's going to be a very tough contest on us. They're playing, uh, they're much improved on defense compared to where they were last year. Um, and they're uh, playing really well there. Offensively, you know, Dawkins is, he reminds me so much of Colin Kaepernick when, when I played against him when I was at, when I coached against him when I was at San Jose State. He's long, he's athletic, he's fast, uh, he can throw the ball forever. Um, you know, has great arm strength, and um, you know he run. That's what Kaepernick in college would run everywhere and do all kind of things. So um, we're gonna be able to stop their running game and be able to hopefully corral Dawkins. Um, and uh, they've been causing a lot of turnovers on defense at times too. So we've got to really take care of the football, which has hurt us a couple times. So um, uh, it's gonna be a tough game, and we're ex we're excited. We're playing at home. I know that much. So I'll take uh, any questions that you have now. Asked Evan Worthington uh, what mm -hmm. the mood of the team was like, and he said the mood is we can't lose anymore. And he went on to say that practice was a little chippy. There might have been a few scuffles, but he thought that was good. He thought it showed a determined team. Just your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think they, they are focused and, and ready to go. You know, we got in at you know six something in the morning on Sunday, um, so Monday I um, scaled back practice quite a bit. Um, and then today was our first day of being physical, and I thought that they really um, had, had a good practice and, and got after it and were very, very focused, and um, I thought that thought it was a good good practice. Um, you know, we always kind of say it is a good practice. Some are gooder than others. That's not a true word, but you all know what I mean, a little bit better than others, and I thought this was definitely a, a focused-type practice. Talk a little bit about Drew Lewis and the developments that he's made this season. It seems like he's really become one of your best defensive Yes, uh, Drew uh, last year was a good year for him to kind of get his feet wet, um, played on all the special teams, backed up Kenneth Oglebody, who had a phenomenal year. Um, and uh, so he kind of was able to do everything, learn everything, and then we kept the exact same system, all that stuff. And then we saw some of the strengths of him. You know, he's a, he's a good blitzer. He's extremely fast and athletic, so we were able to use him a little bit different than we did Kenneth. Um, and Kenneth was great at what he did. So I think DJ's done a great job of utilizing Drew to his strengths, and um, he's played well.
expect him to get the quarterback pretty soon? It seems like he's almost, he's just, just. Well, I think the way we do it, I think his pressure, they, they sometimes see him coming because he's coming up the middle and they can get it, you know, get it off. But I think he, he truly pressures the quarterback. They truly know where he is. And he hurries a lot of throws. He causes a lot of incompletions. Obviously, Rich Rod was one of the innovators with the zone read option. Could you kind of break down exactly why that's so efficient and why it's, what are the keys to defending it? Uh, well, tackle the running back and tackle the quarterback. Those are the keys. It's easy to say, easy, uh, hard to do. You know, because it, it, it has option um, aspects of it. You know, their bubble guy is really like the pitch guy. The dive guy is kind of like the fullback, and here's the quarterback. So if you kind of think of you put – if you brought the wide receivers in and put them at slot, and now you're handing the fullback, is similar, a little bit similar to what um, – uh, Georgia Tech does. Now they just throw it out there. You notice they'll pull it and he'll run. He'll throw it out there. Um, the other thing is it's similar to the wing tee with the way the quarterback runs and all the pulling guards. So it's a combination of those two. He's taken a, a combination of a couple of different offenses and developed it into his own. And it's really the rich rod offense. You know, not a lot of people run this exact type of thing. And uh, But the, the, the key is they, they, they can get that running back going. Um, you just can't stop them. So we've got to somehow keep the running back from getting going, and then we got a chance. But if they get the running back going, just like you do in the option game against Georgia Tech, if they get the fullback going, you, you can't stop them. So hopefully we can stop the running back from getting going. Hey, Coach, uh, how much more improved is Evan Worthington than when he was Evan Worthington? Uh, when he, when he, he was young, um, we, we played him quite a bit young. I would have liked to have redshirted him the first year, but he was so athletic that we ended up playing him, you know, having to play quite a bit. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's just so much, you know, it's, I think it's like all of us. He's just kind of uh, the light bulb came off, he matured, and his athletic ability is still the same athletic ability, but now he's mature, he understands it, he doesn't take anything for granted, he's focused, he's, he's always into it. Um, and uh, doing great in school, doing great off the field, doing great um, in football. It's just kind of that the thing I always say, if, you're, if you keep developing as a person, you'll develop better as a player. And that's what I see in him. He's always had the tools. I think he has phenomenal athletic ability. And, uh, and now he's putting it all together and playing really, really well. Coach, uh, despite being under pressure and maybe a couple drops, it seemed like Steven had a good game on Saturday night. Were you happy with the way he bounced back uh, from the Washington game? Yeah, I thought Steven played well. Um, you know, it, it kind of goes back here, you know, with any quarterback. The quarterback has to play well, and then everybody else around him has to play well when they get a chance to make it for him. And then because um, – uh, and I thought that in, that in the UCLA game, he played well enough for us to win. Yes, could have he made a couple more plays? Yes, could have he done it? But you always can say that. But I thought he played well enough for us to, to win that football game. Um, um, there's no doubt. In the Washington game, he played good. But if you look at it, he probably didn't play well enough for us to win the game. In the UCLA game, he played well enough for us to win the game. Hey, Coach, uh, talking to Apple a little bit, he said that he's kind of invited all the targeting penalties. He's kind of changing the way he tackles so he doesn't – so that's just taking out of the equation. I just want to know, how hard is it to – change the way you tackle when you've been doing that for 18, 19, 20 years? Uh, well, it's hard. You just have to target different. Um, and, you know, the, the targeting is, well, it's kind of like pitching. You know, they kept changing the pitching window, you know. 
<laughs> and, and you'd see those guys gripe for a while, and the umpires would miss it, and then it started getting narrow. It's the same way in tackling. You know, you went from you could hit him anywhere to now, you know, you can only hit them, you can hit them low and have to hit them below here, but then they're ducking and they're moving and they're trying to make you miss and they're down in here looking at you, so it's a little bit tougher. You know, the quarterback's really the hard guy to hit. You really can't hit him. You have to hit him from, you have to hit him in the, in the strike zone. You have to hit him above the knees and below the, and your head can't hit anywhere up in here. So you've got about this much room to hit a quarterback. So that's why it's hard to tackle those guys sometimes because you, you know, um, it, it's it's tough, um, and uh, so but they're protecting them, and I understand all that, and I, and I agree with all of it. It's just hard on those guys, um, and so but we have we work on it all the time, and uh, I think he's just more conscious of wow, I can get kicked out of the game, um, and uh, so that kind of works. You know, it's it's a tough it's a tough deal. Coach, I wonder you now two game losing streak here. The offense was expected to perform a lot better than it has. Is there any tension between the coaching staff offensively at all? No, no, not, not none any. No, not whatsoever. Um, you just got to keep working and keep going. And, um, you know, like they said the other night in the game, we could have easily had 17 more points, easily, easily. <laughs> and so, you know, if we're saying that, you're saying, wow, y'all did all that. You know, so it just kind of comes and goes. You just keep working and breaks end up coming your way. They really do. And I definitely think we're talented enough and, and good enough at what we do. We'll end up making those things happen. Mike, you got family weekend this weekend. Steven mm -hmm. Montez talking about having family in town, how cool it is for him. But for you and your football family, this is something that is important to you guys for a long time. I'm wondering when you were a player playing for your dad at Vanderbilt, what was that experience like and how have you maybe translated it into how you uh, maybe coach uh, your son and, and just the ways that, that you're around him now? Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed um, uh, playing for my dad, um, and uh, 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 he uh, he was a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal man. Um, and you know, the way he coached me is the secondary coach coached me. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember him saying two words to me too much, um, except maybe move faster or get going. Um, and uh, uh, so I think that was um, you know, and then. Uh, with, with Jay, I basically I let Chev and all of them handle all everything on that, and uh, you know so all, they handle playing time, everything, all that stuff. I don't say a word about it, and uh, so um, you know I say it about other people and different things, but uh, with him, I just kind of let them do it. Uh, so that way, there's no um, what pink elephant in the room, so to speak. You know, there's not it's not there. So they handle all that and. Uh, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's fun getting to see him every day, I will say that. It is fun getting to see him, even if I might not even talk to him that day when I see him at practice. Um, but it's good to see him. How do you uh, balance, I guess, the sense of urgency that I assume you and your team feel sitting here at 0-2 with not getting paralyzed by the thought of being 0-3 in the hole that you could dig for yourselves. How, how do you balance that with your team and still keep them, I guess, loose, but also, hey, we're 0-2, this is a huge game. Right. You know, they. I think they – well, no, I don't think. I know they understand um, that, uh, you know, any game's important all that, but, you know, a Pac-12 game at home, uh, you know, we lost two here, that, uh, you know, this is an important game for us to win. The, the kids understand it. They've uh, – a lot of our guys have been – 
you know, I've played a lot of football now and understand the sense of urgency and making sure we take care of business and do that. And the only way you can do that is take care of it during the week. You can't all of a sudden get excited on Saturday and say, oh, we got to win this game. I mean, that doesn't do anything. Um, it's what their work ethic is and how they're preparing. And, uh, you know, I've seen them prepare and well these last couple of days. I didn't see anything dragging. I saw them prepare, you know, as we've gone and kept working. Um, so I think that they're, that all builds. You can't all of a sudden just turn it on this week if you didn't do it, work hard the week before and the week before that. Um, but I think their sense of focus, their sense of understanding, um, uh, hopefully their intensity level keeps rising as the games get more and more important and, um, and they understand what we want to do. So, Coach, will there be coaching uh, shuffle with the, the tragedy in Vegas and Chevrini's family? Will uh, you be making not, not right now. I've talked to Chev about it. They're trying to figure everything out at this moment. Um, you know, we, of course, he went home uh, early. Um, I lost track of the days after after they found out, um, but uh, uh, I think I, I'll talk to I, I told him the other day he can do whatever whatever he needs to do go do it. Um, so if he needs to go he can go for sure. If he feels like they're working everything out, so I'm going to let him take it. So there could be and there could not be. It depends on um, what their family decides. So he's completely free to go do what he needs to do. It's a lot more important than football. Absolutely, <laughs> but so the. Other people are ready to jump in. Yeah, other people are ready to jump in. And, responsibilities yeah. Responsibilities there. And yes. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys.